But we're recording. I can't see the screen. There's a red light. Okay, perfect. I don't know what it means. Dong got waved. Do you want me to tell you what's going on on the screen every time? <laughs> In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts. We promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own, unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. Oh. We are all the way up to album 129. Oh. And from 1979, is the album that used to be the biggest Best wall until that guy Aaron voted for made a bigger one. Thank you, President <laughs> Trump, is what Aaron Shirt says. It's not even done. That wall's nowhere near completion. You're following? Yeah. You're following yeah. uh, Diga Daily updates here on that email guess, list? Yeah. I'm on the, yeah, I'm on the list, everybody. I subscribe to the Substack. So, yeah, he gets oh, goddamn. Aaron, is this, <laughs> is this why you planned the vacation for January so we could celebrate January 6th, Aaron? <laughs> yeah, we missed January 6th. We're here for January 20th, which oh. was also a pretty good day. And let's, guys, you know what? Listen, to everybody out there who's wondering why we sound so different, we are the four of us. Let's so give weird. each other a high five. High five. Live. High five. High five. High five. This, is so weird. this is so weird looking right into your eyes, Rob. We're I can't take it. Yeah. You might think, oh, boy, we're really excited to see each other. Yeah, we were 48 hours ago before we hung out together 40 hours straight. So let's just turn on K-Rob in the hotel room. Rob, are we going to be able to move away from the high five each side doing just a full-on circle jerk before the end of the night or not? Are we going right or going left? I would much rather go towards Russell over here. So let's go right, okay? As the math. As oh, no. Aaron, you're in big trouble then. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is a Robin's egg rob. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not like you. It would be called a square jerk because there's only four of us here. So that's something to think about. All right, let's get into K Rob. <laughs> Recording in a Vegas hotel room. What's up, everybody? Welcome to K Rob. K R O B. The boys are in person. Not really live, but they're seeing each other and they're in Vegas. Really hope that will be done soon. Right. Now, there's so many things to do in Las Vegas. They could be at the tables gambling. They could go to a show. They could go to the dance club. But instead, they are crammed in a hotel room talking to each other, talking about Pink Floyd. Oh, yeah. Why did we think that this would be so much fun? Mmm. <laughs> Till we are done. Ah, not true. No way. I'm savoring every moment. We could be betting on roulette. Hell, roulette? Iowa Double Downs, call it her name. No such. <laughs> the, the Veda Double Down, that too. I gotta learn that There's one. So dead space. Why they make this song? Long song. We're making big gold blackjack bets. Blackjack for sure. This is where it's at. I don't know. Joe in the back, I think, would rather be playing blackjack. It's good. Our time recording an episode. Some sick Joe. <laughs> <laughs> the four of us totally broke. <laughs> we lost it all Put the rest on this podcast This is it Please buy our ads For the jerk off creamer 
sponsorship that we have. Yeah. I made some money the other day giving out cards outside the casinos. I don't know if you guys have noticed. You had a very tight snap. You're ripping those off. Welcome, everybody, to Beck Did It Better. I've got four guys sitting here by the pool with the Pink Floyd albums painted on their back, just like the poster Aaron had in his room. <laughs> Uh, we are doing The Wall by Pink Floyd. I've got Matt in Las Vegas. Matt, how are you doing? Hello? <laughs> Is there anybody listening out there? Just call the Beck line if you can hear me. Is anybody home? <laughs> I've got Matt, uh, Russ in Las Vegas. Russ, how are you doing? Uh, Rob, is it true that if I don't eat my meat, I can't have any pudding? <laughs> How can you? How can you? I didn't have any pudding. I'm just going to, both those things remind me of what just happened to me in the bathroom. About <laughs> and I've got Aaron in uh, Las Vegas. Now, Aaron, is it true? I heard the other day that you just caught a disgusting pervert on the bus. Yeah, he was watching porn over your shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> I've got Aaron, how are you doing? I think I'm comfortably numb. Let's talk about it's like the wall. And I've got Rob also in Las Vegas. We are together. We sound in like one garbage. room at one table. I know. It's not that exciting. It turns out. It turns it's like out the I last it's supper. Be a lot more fun. <laughs> Which one of us is Jesus? <laughs> Probably <laughs> Rob. My cock's only crowed once since I've been here, so it's, it's not quite good. <laughs> Let's get into our voicemail. Rob is sharing a room with Matt, like with your wife, where you gotta make sure the kids are bed before you do anything like that or not. Turn the sound machine up. The Miami no, sound machine. Higher. Why does the sound machine sound like my slime? I can only do it to the Miami sound machine. Hey dudes, it's Aaron from Minneapolis. Oh. Thanks for being nice to me last time I called in. I have a question. Huh. All right, let's keep what it up. is the most embarrassing concert you've ever been to. You talk a lot about good concerts you've been to, but I want to know an embarrassing concert and not one that you were like dragged to or just happened to be there, but that you were excited about going. I have two. I okay, saw Nickelback yes. in Duluth in all the way to probably Duluth? 2001. And around that same time, I saw Limp Bizkit Twice. And that's and not I, okay. The twice part. The twice part is embarrassing. Concerts and only once. Shame on you. Did she go for the hot dog flavored water? Hey, <laughs> what makes sense time. for two times? I don't know. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing your answers. Bye. Listen. <laughs> I thought we decided there was corn. Yeah. Now, first of all, I'd like to thank that caller for calling in on a CB radio. It's the call. I, so good. I, yeah. I, I went to one that was pretty embarrassing. It actually wasn't a concert per se. It was more of an opera. And one of my friends was in an opera. So I went to the opera for the first time. I don't know if you guys know this guy, but it was Aaron. Oh, my God. Was one of the I don't yeah. know if he was the lead role. I no, think there I was, was one of the lead role. semi mains. I would I, I would that's call, like a, generous. I'd probably yes. say like six man of the year type of role. <laughs> that's, right. Yeah, extra generous. Like coming off the bench. But right. we actually I don't know if Matt or Rob, you went to this, but we actually organized quite a crew to go see Aaron at the op perform at the opera. That's true. It was near seven corners. But I think we got a great group of about 20 people, college friends to go. We all uh, met up at the old igloo where, when uh, the pleasure principal still lived with me yeah. there. And we went, we went, saw Aaron. Then we went out to uh what's, what's the bar where you have the, 
You all drink out of the same punch bowls. The punch bowl. Oh, on in seven corners. Yeah. Uh, the the fish bowls. What the hell was the name of it? It wasn't brothers. Jesus Christ, this is more boring than oh, what was that? <laughs> Matt, Matt, it is kind of weird watching Matt text while we're on this. <laughs> no, but I props to Russell because he always he always brought a crowd. Any anytime I did anything performing wise, he always brought people. Well, you know, I, I was it was never like major great stuff, but he, he But I do that. but I Aaron, to be clear, I regret going. I'm embarrassed that I went to your opera. I did I I wanted to go to the opera. I really did, but my parents wouldn't let me go. You know why? Okay. They heard it was Aria rated. <laughs> wait, no. Wait, rewind. Edit point. They heard it was rated Aria. That's an opera joke for all you opera heads out there. I don't yeah, my I think I feel like my run of concerts is pretty unassailable. Well, Russell and I, it's it's hard because maybe one we could like maybe Russell we could say like Russell and I did see Kid Rock in person together. That was awesome. But it was awesome. Was that with Metallica? Yeah, he was opening yeah. he was yep, opening yep, for Metallica. Yep, that was good. I was and, there. right? And then my other only like Marginally embarrassing one is that I saw Hoobastank and they were terrible, predictably, but they were opening for Volvo Revolver with Slash. So, like, I don't think Hoobastank is actually that embarrassing, but they were clearly embarrassed. Like, when Hoobastank got out there to play The Reason, they were like, All right, we know you guys don't, you know, Scott nobody else Island, wants- the uh, lead singer of Volvo Revolver. Yeah. yeah, at the at the XL. It was pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, you know, I, I did go see DMX. And it was only embarrassing because it was in a uh, Holiday Inn basement in Vermont. <laughs> and it was also embarrassing because I was the only person there who didn't know every word to every DMX song. But I'll tell you what, you, uh, how can you ever replace that memory? I oh, get to tell people I saw yeah. DMX. Like, See, that's the thing. Like, I think of, you know, I went and saw Snow Patrol by myself at First Ave. Yeah. Some people, Matt from Woodbury, you know, they would make fun of you for going, but I love snow going patrol. by yourself? No. Yeah. But I also love, you know, but I found that my thing is going to big bands like that. I mean, like they've a very successful band, right? But at smaller venues, when you can see them up close is awesome. So like Semisonic's playing at Ice House in a couple weeks. No, it's this week, I think. Shoot. I wonder, Wednesday. I wonder what song they're going to play last. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you think they've ever played a show without closing with that one? They have. We've seen them before, right? We saw them at St. Olaf College when they were the Kings. That's my other, that was actually leading into my other embarrassing moment is I, we're going to get, like, guys, I think we're within eight to 10 albums of Maggot Brain right now. And I've been, listen, I've been, I've been slacking on my other listening because I've been Maggot Braining. We're not doing that episode. You know, we're going (laughs) to, he's going to skip that on you. (laughs) So we're getting close. We're getting close to Maggot Brain. But guys, I, we saw George Clinton at St. Olaf, and I did not, I did not appreciate it for what it was. At the, like, no, I, no, I didn't. I went. They had, I mean, they had sixteen people. They had the full band yes. and everything. Yep. And yeah. I, I went because it was like yeah. this is a show happening at St. Olaf, but like I didn't understand. Like I've been within ten feet of him, and he was yeah. like holding up his mic stand and like pretending like it was ejaculating. He came out. He had all the garb on. I could still picture him moving around the stage. Yes, and, yeah. and I know so much more about him now. And I, I really, I. So that's embarrassing to me that like I saw George Clinton and I didn't. Really I just think you should not be embarrassed by any concert. Like you know, to Rob's point, like should he be embarrassed by? They might be giants, probably. But you know, why? What does he care what the rest of us think about and if his you left, concert? If going? you left the house to support some artists, right. good for you, right? Everybody likes their thing. Listen, we're four white guys in, the eight, in, in our forties. We don't make any mistakes. We have no right. Regrets. Nothing to be embarrassed about ever. Nothing. Yeah, there's, there's nothing at all. Let's get into rolling going. It's, 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 it's time to see what everybody's up to. It's time for. This is so bad. Matt is watching a movie over my shoulder. Well, to be fair, 
It's the part in old school where Blue died. And you remember how he died? Yeah. Yeah. Oil wrestler. Yeah. Come on, Blue! I, I noticed we are definitely watching the Comedy Central version and not the original. Yeah, I, because I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. <laughs> All right. Because there's no boobs. Aaron, this is a special, you know what, actually? This is a special uh, edition of Rolling Going. Oh. Viva! Aaron, Viva Las Vegas. Oh, Viva Las Vegas, Rolling Going. Oh, it's going great. It's hard. Like, usually when we've done a Rolling Going, it's been at least a couple of days since I've seen you guys, but you guys have been we know what's fully, going on with you. Yeah. fully immersed in my life since 2 p.m. yesterday. But I got a couple of things I've been thinking about. I've been thinking about um, corduroys. Do you guys wear corduroys? Used to. I used yeah. to. Used to. Went to Catholic school. I used yeah, to, okay. to wear a cat, you know. I used to, but one problem with corduroys is if you're a really fat guy, sometimes the crotch will rub together and then that's the only part that's smooth. Oh, okay. And that's a bummer. <laughs> okay. All right. I get, so, I get it. That's a real bummer. But I've got some corduroys now, but they're so big and heavy. I don't know. I just. That's my, I mean, because I'm like, I'm, I'm out on blue jeans. I think, let's see, Matt's I wearing jeans. jeans now you yep. guys are all wearing jeans. I, jeans just are not working for me anymore. And I was running out of pants to wear that I like all of a sudden the rain came back. It got cold in California. I was like, oh, fuck. I, I don't like wearing your pants. jeans out in the rain. Right. And then they yeah, start fitting you up. But, <laughs> what do you mean by jeans aren't working for you? Yeah. I just they're not comfortable. They fall down in the back. Like my butt crack is always showing in jeans. Right. Like I, that, Well, that's OK. But do you have a yeah. belt? Yes. I guess I could try that yeah. also. Yeah, it's so weird when I came in Aaron's hotel room the other day, it was wrapped around the door. <laughs> <laughs> that was a sign for you not to come into my hotel yeah. room. For, for a guy who doesn't wear belts, he sure brings a lot of them on trips. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I So There's a belt on his door handle. That means he's auto-erotic. So he fixated himself in his room. It's a here's the thing about corduroys, guys. Cold. So I, I discovered some in my closet the other day when I was like upset because I couldn't wear my jeans anymore. And I put my corduroys on. And I was like, these are actually pretty comfy. Like they stretch a little more than jeans. Like I really, and what's funny. You're just like, can't wear jeans anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so finally, corduroys. Found these super good corduroys. Dan's mad. We got to get out of the house. <laughs> He's mad about jeans. <laughs> and they felt great. And then the thing is, I got a black pair and a sort of like olive green pair. I wore them out hiking the other day. And then, I wore the black pair for a date night. You could, like, guys, these things, you can, corduroys, you can do anything with them. So I'm, I'm excited yeah, about yeah, the corduroys. You pants, Aaron. You can do everything you can do with pants. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm excited about my corduroys. But I do have one. I don't know. Well, well, real, back up real quick. So you just had, like, these two pairs of pants that somehow you got them. When did you, were they, like, 10 years old? And they've been sitting, at the, sitting at the bottom of your drawer, and you're yeah. like, yeah, I'll try these out. Yeah, I was like, man, I'm I'm so sick of these jeans. They're not comfy, but it's not warm outside. What am I going to wear? Oh, maybe I'll try these corduroys. I mean, there's so many jeans out there now, and they make them like essentially like sweatpants. Can't you just find a good pair of? That's a lot of work to find, but the that finding is, the work that is, is in the finding, yeah, right? And you know, I found these corduroys. I'm embarrassing the thing about jeans. My jeans are always sitting on my bottom. <laughs> I I am now. I will only buy jeans that have some sort of stretch aspect yeah. to them. Like what I'm saying the, the idea of like squatting down and having a pants tear or something like that. Yeah. That will never happen. No, no, with no, the, no. The stretch you, you guys are not true fat guys. Cause I can tell you having pants rip. It's just another day. <laughs> it's not a big deal. I ride a bike to work every day. Think about how I feel. I'm wearing these tight ass pants. Well, you might need to get some like corduroys. 50, 50. But I can tell you when corduroys rip, they blow out. It's oh yeah. They're gone. Little, oh, no, really? The whole thing. Like, the yeah. Whole, the whole like, thing know, goes. Cause it's, I mean, it's, it's perforated already. Yeah. It'll just go all yeah, the way down. It's perforated. Yeah. But it's the whole cross just gone. But one thing I like about Las Vegas, the number one thing I Easy like about access. Las Vegas yeah. is being here with you guys. I, like 
what a blessing. That's the number one thing you like. Number one thing. I would rather come by myself and play blackjack than hang out with you guys. But I enjoy that there's music everywhere in Las Vegas. Everywhere you go, there's music being pumped in. So Elevators, yeah, everything. I heard a song today that I know was my favorite song I've heard. I heard this yesterday too. But I heard today I was walking over to Aria to to find a mezcal and I heard you guys know Amy Winehouse covered Cupid, the same the Sam Cook song? She covered Cupid. I'd never heard this before. So I heard this great Amy Winehouse cover of Cupid. And I want to know what what's the best song you guys have heard in Las Vegas this weekend? I, I need Flo Rida. There's yes. a, there's a Flo Rider song that uh I call him Flo Rider. But Matt and I uh, once played blackjack. I believe it was at Planet Hollywood, and we were playing double deck one night. We played forever, and we were just killing it. And they just kept playing that one song by Flo Rida. I don't know the same it, song more oh, than once. We heard it thirty times in one night. Oh, it was wow. fantastic, and we won. I, I don't know if I've got a a song that I've heard, but you know, I don't have enough house music in my life. Yes, you agreed. know, and like the the DJ remixes at the Pleasure Pit. Is that what it's called? The, the Pleasure Pit. Pleasure Pit. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, where you play blackjack, where the women are respectfully dancing on the tables. Yes. Oh, and the, and, the, and, and, uh, and your buddy Alden, you know, who wanted to have a squat contest with you. But <laughs> Matt, remember, you know, normally everything stays in Vegas. It happens in Vegas. So this is so. Don't tell the stories about the Pleasure. The pit. Pleasure Pit. The Pleasure Pit. I say, but you know, but they've got the remixes of essentially like '80s rock, '70s rock, but oh, it's more yes. much more of a house you know uh vibe to it and yeah. whoever's doing it i don't know if it's just pre-programmed or what it is but that is what i've been yeah, enjoying yeah. on right. our trip so far in my day we didn't call it a pleasure pit we called it the bagpipes when you put your dick into somebody's <laughs> armpit and they go like yes <laughs> I, I, I think it was like, a week ago the best rock house remix i heard matt was uh CCR. I want to know if you've ever seen. Man. I heard, I heard that too. Yes. I thought he was, yeah. Right? yeah, I heard CCR with the floor on the floor beat underneath. I'm it. telling you, anytime I hear it, Pitbull, it's a bop. I know I'm. I know I'm in Party Town when it's time to hear Pitbull. Party Town for sure. You heard Pitbull, and you instantly went and bought everybody shots of Fireball, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, that worked yeah. out great. I and, and and somebody didn't drink his. Somebody named Dave didn't drink his. Dave. Didn't. So at the dance club. <laughs> Uh, and I think this really helped my condition last night. <laughs> when they did play Fireball, I opened a small bottle of Fireball and drank it. Oh, yes. The no hand. The no hand. The no hand. No, it, was, it was a smooth Rob, move. what if that's as good as, good as it gets? Yeah. You're at the King's Corner listening to a cover band, playing Pitball, and drinking. I, Matt, you're right. I'm going to get a divorce. Yeah. Move to Las Vegas. <laughs> I don't think Dave just gave away that fireball, though. I think he lent it to Jeb. Isn't that right? Yeah, well, <laughs> no, you don't know about that. He <laughs> should learn by now. So that's it. That's it for me. So uh, how's it rolling going with Russell? Things are going well. I love Vegas, as you guys know. I love playing blackjack with you guys. It's one of my favorite things to do. You guys are all super fun to play with. You always have a great attitude. But I've realized I am a very mentally weak person because if what? I sit, uh, if what? I sit down and there's a dealer that has any sort of Thing that's off about them. If they deal too fast, if they don't laugh at our jokes, it it like completely changes my experience in blackjack. I can't just power through. If if I find the dealer annoying, I just it gets in my head like you wouldn't believe. I can't stand it. I but but Russell, what, you, what the crowd doesn't understand about you playing blackjack as well is that you are also antagonistic to the dealers. So I can be. You will often force them to make eye contact with them. He'll the, often give them the. Give him the double point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Playing blackjack with Russell is a treat that everyone should experience. Yeah. Once. What, what did Russell say yesterday? He goes, how would you like if I called my uncle Mr. Gaming Commission? <laughs> yeah. James, yeah, James Gaming Commission. James, Jimmy boy. Yeah. <laughs> Go a little Jimbo. No, yeah, and, but the, and then Russell was like, hey, this dealer looked at me funny. 
it's time to double my bet. <laughs> it's true. And we always have, I did, I walked away from the table last night while you guys were playing. I could still hear you all the way in the bathroom. I could hear your table <laughs> cheering. And then it, like, we always end up with some person who ends up at the table with us and they look at us sideways. Like, yep, is totally. this going to go bad? Yeah. Yeah. We had one teammate yesterday who, that, that dude was good in first base. Yeah. yeah he was you know, good. He got it. He was great. He made we had all the a right place. The worst part about, Playing if we don't have enough people is you get the guy who like we had yesterday who sat down it was just a complete Angry. asshole yes just a complete oh, asshole and you wonder and so then you wonder why the dealers are just mad and like oh god you know like a bunch of forty two year old guys from right. Minnesota who are flying you know kind of a thing until they loosen up until we get Russell on them right Russell loosens up he always person, breaks so. down the barriers yeah, yeah but like there are so many like just angry asshole people. That it does ruin it. That that's what ruins it to me more than the. the well, or they'll sit down and you're like having a nice time, and they're like, "These Democrats, huh?" And you're like, "What?" what? <laughs> <laughs> I just asked the dealer if I should split threes on the four. Like, well, what, what are you well the guy the guy sat down. He must have been. I mean, again, stereotyping something from. Tennessee, Kentucky, Virginia, something like that. And it's a blackjack table. It's the table minimum, 25 bucks a hand. It's, it's, it's as low as you can play. Yeah. And he says, well, is this just like the other blackjack? And the dealer's like, what do you, what? She couldn't understand it. was like, is this just, this is basically blackjack? And she goes, yeah. And then he got pissed at her because she said, yeah, it's blackjack. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck? You know? So yeah. it's like, yeah, you're also a fucking moron. And the smart thing to do at those points always would be just to stand up and go to another table. Yeah. Everybody would yeah. understand. The dealer would understand, but you just can't do it. Cause you're like, what if, what if this is where we get go, to run? We're just about to go roll. Right. What, what if this is, is as good as it gets? You don't want to roll with that guy. Oh, like you this. you want to actively lose because you want to watch that person lose money and hope yeah. they leave. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just Guys, start betting let's all touch our fingertips in the middle and make a promise. Okay, <laughs> but lightly touch our fingertips. Once again, we are in the same okay. game. Oh, wow. You heard that. <laughs> so here, we're tight. Lightly touch your fingertips. This is and so we're awkward. Gonna, but, I'm, we're I'm not, promise. but I'm not touching Russell's fingertips. We gotta, okay. we gotta, we gotta just the tips. Just the tips. And because no, I'm, still not, I'm still not touching <laughs> Russell. No, I'm only touching okay, my now. Okay. Let's all touch toes. Now let's touch a toe under the table. I have not taken my pants off. Right. Right. That's not my toe. <laughs> oh, I thought it was a, your pinky toe. Hey, here's the deal. We're going to promise that if somebody sits down that we don't like, we're just going to stand up and that's it. And we're going to be strong. That's it. We did all this for that. No. Oh, we, no, we got to help the dealer out. We got to drive that person Rob, out. If we record oh. for two more hours, we're not going to be back down there anyway. Right. So are you going to be, be insulted if that person's you and we leave? <laughs> yes, of course. I'm super fun to play blackjack with. I have lots of good jokes. And the best part, I, I think the best part about this trip too has been that people have shown up at different times so I can just use the same jokes yeah. over and over. And they're good. Well, hey, yeah, really just so we, because we're, we're not going to remember this in like 10 years. Okay. We what, are. What it, well, we will after Rob remind, What's the joke of the, you know, what's the joke of the trip a so push. far? A push in this economy? That's a win. <laughs> yes. Have you seen the price of eggs? <laughs> And everybody gets, everybody's like, man, this economy, where's this going? Are we going right wing on this? And then you say, oh, have you seen the price of eggs? And yeah. then that gets them laughed. And he's right. They're <laughs> yeah. expensive. Right. Eggs are expensive. Don't ask me how much I pay for eggs. Aaron, how much do you pay for eggs? <laughs> Minneapolis is five bucks a, for a I dozen. I think I paid eleven seventy nine for 18 eggs recently. I, like pretty, pretty decent deal. Where yeah. Jenny shops in New York at the organic store. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> Eat your own chicken. Before this all went down, it was like 13. For I've paid I've paid 13 for a dozen without noticing. They're and just then been eggs. like, oh, I can't do that. They're just, they're just eggs. 
Okay. I mean, what a yoke. We're so great. Keep going. <laughs> the other thing I was going to say, today the, so my good. biggest bummer with Blackjack last night is, as you guys know, we have a strategy that has been put in place by uh, members of our good friend group, where if you have a, a 12 no, don't. against a six. Come on now. Yep. Hard 12. No. Hard 12 against this a six. You, d- you double it. I and, beg you to Google this. And some people it's claim this is thing. called doubling a hard 12. And some people have tried to put it on Wikipedia. And, and, and got denied. Listen, I'm not going to disrespect people who somebody not be here today because... Email... Uh, now... <laughs> watch what you say here, Aaron. Yeah. I was, I was trying to think of the best way to do that in, in an honorable way. And yeah. not right. Well, why don't you oh. go for it? Say something bad about our dead friend. Right? I'm saying... I'm saying <laughs> I'm saying, I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is I know he's here watching us. He's here with us this weekend. And I'm yeah. not going to disrespect him when I know he's here. Did he When he did that first he'd one? Be, he'd be hanging out in the female bathroom. Oh, God. <laughs> just be like, oh, so you see the guy. And he's like floating around the female bathroom. Yeah. Like, this is what I really want. <laughs> But when right, Jake, no, the first time that Jake did that, though, did he win? And then that's so, why we're like, so oh. a few of us would have a strategy where you double the hard 12 against the six. It's not a good move, but you kind well, of you get more money out there and you just hope for a little it's card. A, it's a it's a terrible move. <laughs> it's, it's in fact so terrible that the dealer needs to turn around and alert the pit boss. That somebody is on purpose making such a terrible double move. like a hard 12. <laughs> and so they're on purpose doing this. So they need to say, listen, this person is dumb enough to do this. This is, I did not make a mistake. <laughs> and so our friend who Aaron was making fun of, even though he has passed Wait, to not, the other side. I, yeah, I don't think I was doing it. But so our friend said, I've heard about this Too move. Soon, we call it an <laughs> Iowa double down because only only people that are from Iowa are dumb enough to do this move. <laughs> and so Aaron has been insulted by this and For claims years now and claims that it's not, it's a, not real a real thing. thing. <laughs> yeah, but it is because we do it every year. <laughs> well, we're, uh, 0 for 5 so far? We're 0 well, for 5 on Iowa Double Downs, but more karma. importantly, we're 0 for 5 on them not announcing that we're doing yeah, it. Oh, and that's the yeah. half the fun yeah. is yeah. them right. announcing doubling a hard 12. Because <laughs> people look at you and you're like, who the fuck is this guy who's doubling the hard 12? But when you win, it's the best. You it's the best from Iowa and they go, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, I got it. <laughs> yeah. But so anyways, Matt, rolling. Well, no, 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 just tell, so we're 0 for 5 on that. What, what yeah. are we? What are we? What have we done three times, though? Russell We've jacked off in our room. Yeah, I always kind of wonder. We've been watching football day and people disappear for an extended yeah. period. How I, long? Are, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, God, I need one of those massage girls. No, just the right shoulder. If you could. <laughs> it's always awkward when we come back from being gone for a while and have to look each other in the eye at the same table, like just over Zoom. You, you don't even think about yeah, that stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm wearing, you want to talk about Aaron's pants, pants, Randy did the other day. I'm wearing <laughs> pants right now. It's bugging the hell out of me. <laughs> also, I have to tell everybody, everyone else at this record, we're sitting around a table. Everyone else got chairs. I bought all the stuff, bought it, set it up, figured it out. You I'm came here. Half hour late. Oh, We're supposed to be playing blackjack what, right now. I got fucking lost, and you know you're lost when you're wheeling a suitcase through the casino floor. There is nobody, and you're just looking around like there's no reason to be wheeling a suitcase through the casino floor. They make it really easy for you to get from your room to out. But I'm walking around, and if somebody's like, "Sir, you need to stop open that bag," 
I would have just run and jumped off the highest building I could instead of showing them I'm having, opening up my podcast setup. That would have been the worst. Yeah, no. And so I am sitting. You think about, they would have asked you to leave? Oh yeah. Oh god, yeah. But I, I would have. I am sitting right now about twelve inches shorter than everyone else. This is one of the most masculine things I've ever had to do. But we have we have another tradition. Are we doubling the against the 15? No, no. When we win, table winners. Table oh, winners. so the other thing that we do is we've started this tradition probably six, seven years ago where if the whole table wins three hands in a row. The dealer busts. The or, dealer yeah. breaks or how everyone at the table wins, wins money on yeah. every hand for three hands. We sing our fight song. And yeah. I believe we've got to do this a few times, haven't we? Three times. I've, I've counted three times. And I'll tell you, our fight song is a waltz. It is slow. You're hearing it in the background right now. Yeah. Why wouldn't we just sing it right now? Because we get kicked out of the top. <laughs> Here's the thing. But we got to check the levels. The dealers, don't, the dealers don't like you to do it, but they love it because all of a sudden you have a table who's singing and cheering, and they love it, and it's like it brings people in, and it rocks. And plus we just won three in a row, so you know we're getting that money. And I tried to think of another word for money and couldn't do it, so that's my bad. <laughs> that, that bread? That bread, literally. That quiche. Do you guys want a free drink? No, I'll have some. Come on. Oh, Matt, help us. What what do you got? Rolling going? Uh, nothing. You know, we're kind of keeping this to Las Vegas. So I have tr- I have figured out that I cannot be with a group of people for more than like I like where this is going. Yep, twenty eight hours without taking like a mental break, and I don't think it's a bad thing. But like I took. I took half off. You guys were still down. I took the- a mental break from about midnight to 4 a.m. <laughs> Did you? Because I don't remember a damn bit of it. <laughs> it was good. You but guys I are think- all talking about these guys we were dancing with at the outdoor bar. I have no clue what we're talking about. Don't remember we'll talk about the guys in my role. Okay. <laughs> so I think it's, it's great to get face, out man. here, right? I mean, it's great to get out here. It's great to hang out with you. But the best thing about hanging out with this group is it doesn't matter what everybody else wants to do. You want to go take a nap? Go take a nap. You want to play poker until... I don't know what time did Dave get in it's ten this morning. You know, yep. you go play that. You want to go to all you can eat buffet? That's great. So that's that's the, what I tell everybody is it's so much fun is that we do that and then we don't go to goddamn strip clubs because there's nothing worse no. than going to a strip club. So. But there's nothing better than the guys advertising yeah. the strip clubs. <laughs> those are, those are we fun. walked out a door. It, it, I mean, it's just so rare. There's not that many places in the U.S. I can only think about three or four where you would walk out a door and somebody would turn to you and go, "Hey." Do you want to come be the mayor of Titty City at a strip club? <laughs> and and you, like, you thought about it. Like, and I think myself. Second, he's like, well, I don't know. Well, this seems like a nice title. But do, is there an election? Yeah, is there an elected position? Yeah. Uh, do I have to Do I have to get a certain number of signatures to get on the ballot? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, electric, electoral it. commission. But they, they're just, they're like, yeah, you could be pounding single moms. And I was like, well, that needs to make sense. That's what he said. Right? Yeah, he, he said some single mom. He say it was definitely a single mom. Yeah, I, was like, oh. I was like, well, that's just sad. That. They're stripping to pay for their kids' stuff. Like, might have been uh, like dropping the bomb and single moms or oh, something. No, it was yeah. something pretty. But I'm yeah. with Matt. I, I took I took plenty of mental breaks too. I took a lot of walks. I went out for a drink by myself. I like I, I like to do a little solo getaway too. I'm with you, Matt. If but we're also, if we're not going to the strip clubs, why is Joe from Woodbury got all these tickets for <laughs> Darcy, <laughs> Holly, and Daisy? Yeah, and where is he at right now while we're recording? Have yeah, seen you know? him? Yeah. Why does his room smell like mulch? For $50? <laughs> what are you getting out of this? Like, if you pay the 50 bucks, what's the what's the entertainment? What do you mean? For what? If I, if, if Aaron were to call Daisy with this ticket. Oh, that you're Joe looking at the him. escort cards. Yes. Uh, well, he would get to fucking suck. <laughs> yeah, what does he get out of it? What do you mean? <laughs> a ho- a, one of the hottest loads with a new person. <laughs> That's what you get out. Oh, no. You get out that nut. 
Good thing you stayed an extra night this year. Aaron. I'm so glad I'm here for this. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. Russ is like, excuse me, can you guys just tell me what do you do? Uh-huh. 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 Oh no, no thank you. I don't want to do Bye. Back to the belt. I couldn't tell just by a price and a naked woman on the belt. Can I get that all a la carte? Yeah. Oh. 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 So I'm happy to be here. I like the mental breaks. It's great to get out important. here. You know, it's very important for, you know, everybody, moms, dads, to get away from their families every once in a while. Because we're all going to go back a little bit relaxed. I don't know if we're going to be completely rested, but we're all going to be better husbands and fathers and partners and workers and all that stuff for having been out here. So like okay. I appreciate it. So Rob, okay. that's my rolling and, goal. And, rolling goal. And, you know, I, I think it's important that especially when, you know, you want to bring a gift home. Right. And I think hepatitis C counts. So <laughs> I'm not worried. It was only 65 bucks. Is that a big it's deal? It's the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> Finally, I'm like Tommy and Pamela. <laughs> all right. Seriously. <laughs> you did it. Uh, Rob, I, I actually, I picked it up from the seat at the gym of the, the Peloton well, at the gym in Vegas, happen. right? You get it from the Peloton. I mean, who knows who's using those Pelotons down there? Do you guys know? That's what I told my wife. Tommy Lee had a birthday party. This is in one of his autobiographies. I keep meaning to bring this up to you, Rob, because I okay. know that your okay. ear is always on the ground. Well, it's actually my rolling going, so I feel like you're kind of stepping on it, but okay. He had a birthday party, and I, I this was a thread on Twitter. I don't know if it's real or not. The soundtrack for his birthday party was Radiohead. Oh, Tommy no. Lee playing like Radiohead at oh, my birthday party. I like, party. Him. No, I like him even more now. At a birthday yeah. party. That is, it's so fascinating. That is crazy. Anyway, I didn't mean Tommy. to interrupt. Can you I imagine going to hear like, Tommy Lee? I mean, it's going right to rock, now, right? right now. I'm just going to tell you right now in the background, you're hearing the opening part to Kickstart My Heart. Yes. And you're like, this is what we're going to fucking be partying. We're going to be partying. He's going to be honking that bone with his huge cock. <laughs> this is going to be awesome. <laughs> and you get there and it's fucking radio. And now I need some radio. <laughs> Discotheque out of there. Uh, so listen, rolling going with me. Do I have a face that makes fucking morons want to come up and talk to me? <laughs> That's probably the mustache more the than mustache. anything. <laughs> so, according to the guy, so I am. I was out wearing, of course, the Saturday night special, as we call it. Oh, I didn't change my shirt. Oh, you did. I've got the. I make the thx noise when I come shirt. Oh, in my room. You do. Wait a minute. You're not going to find your way to your room. You gotta- it's not in my bag. I took it out of my bag. Shit, it's in my room. Dave better not put it on. Walk around. <laughs> I'm going to wear it, though, for gambling tonight. Get ready. So here's the deal. What if, what if you go back and it's kind of sweaty and it smells like cigarette smoke? Yeah. And the noise, it's the like neighbors mulch. are like, there's so many weird noises coming out of my room. <laughs> yeah, it smells like mulch. the THS yeah. sound. <laughs> I'm going to edit this out, but I did go back and there was a crumpled up Kleenex on my bed. You're lying in the bed next to me, and there's a crumple of Kleenex on my bed, and I hey, acted like I didn't see now. it. Oh, come on. So I was like, are you coming into a Kleenex and then throwing the Kleenex on my bed? I mean, what is going on? Give me a fucking break. I was like, you know, I think. Wait, wait, this is not acceptable it. behavior? It's hard. Aaron, I need to make an apology. <laughs> Back did a better apology. Back did a better apology. Okay, this is a message to Rob when you're editing it. You really got to think, does Dave, is Dave going to hear this? No. There's no chance, right? So it's no. in. No. It's it's a lot of people that know Dave. They'll know it. So here is the thing. Apology accepted, Russell. Is, oh. What is it with people wanting to come up to me and just talk to me? Like, I fucking want to talk to him at all. I So last night, we're at the dance club, right? I'm at the dance club. All of a sudden... I 
I'm at the bar. I'm wearing my hard daddy shirt, which everybody knows is a fun shirt. It's very cool. Very fun. And very all cool. of a sudden a guy very comes fun. up and goes, Hey, nice shirt. That's, that's, that's a great fat guy shirt. It's, it's <laughs> I got so many problems with this guy. It's I don't take him. Let me know when it's my turn. So this, to go we're going to call this guy Gene from Jersey. So we're, I'm just going to go through very quickly. It's taken me five words for me to already hate this guy. I cannot stand him. And of course that means that he's instantly going to come talk to me for a lot of the night to the point where he comes over. He goes, Oh, uh, something, something. He goes, I'm a Vikings fan too. He is wearing a giant shirt. So I call him out on that. He then tells me that, oh yeah, I've been kicked out of here a number of times <laughs> from the dance club. I was like, oh, wait, a number of times? He's like, oh yeah, one time I got kicked. Because here's the problem. I want to just ditch him and tell him to fuck off. Right. But then he would say something. It would tickle a part of my brain where I was like. It's a tickler. He's like, well, yeah, he's like, I got kicked out of the piano bar. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Why did you get kicked out of the piano yeah. bar? He's like, I don't know. I was sitting there and all of a sudden I saw those two security guys show up and I was like, who are they here for? Turns out they were there for me. <laughs> he then turned and tried to grab my crotch when he, I could tell I was being what? annoyed. So what? That, oh yeah. yeah. He, he, he slapped Joe in the back of the head. He, oh, he no. touched me on the face. I don't know why he was trying to talk to me. I was trying to look away. He touched my face. Who knows where those fingers have been. Face. Right. Yeah. Can't over your over your face. mask though, right? Yeah, over my mask. Yeah. <laughs> no, we were no no, we were outside that time. We were oh, outdoors. Yeah. It was okay. And then he also he then proceeded to talk to us one on one individually. Well, I would go around to everyone else and say, Listen, my bad. This guy followed you me. You were over. apologizing. It was very bad. Yeah. So at some point, who was it? Was it you, Matt, that had the brilliant idea where you said, Hey, you like the Vikings? That guy over there is a real Viking. <laughs> Joe. Joe, yeah. Because that guy over there is a real Viking. Yeah. We look, and sure enough, here's this guy, six foot four, yeah. long blonde hair. He looked exactly like Dauber. He did. He did look <laughs> like Just like Coach Dauber. And this guy goes over and immediately does what I think any normal person would do smack <laughs> this guy in the back of his head as hard as he can. And go, the guy goes, What was that for? And they just start talking. And I was like, this guy is a so fucking bizarre. He's How like has a, this he's guy like not a, been 86 for life from that yeah. place? You can't get kicked out more than once and still get to go back. That's what you're concerned about? The policy at this outdoor yes. dance club? Yes. What, what the fuck? Why aren't they keep letting him in? What about the fact that Rob was sexually assaulted by this man in, in, on the dance floor? I am concerned for you, Rob. How are you feeling? Oh, he didn't get close to me. I used my deflection technique <laughs> of turning around. <laughs> of sending him to your buddies. Hey, look at that guy over there. I wish people would just stop coming up to me in Las Vegas and talking to me because it's always a disaster. Nobody ever comes up and is like, hey, do you want to talk about powerlifting? It's, it's like, no. I, I never, <laughs> hey, what's the name of your podcast? Let's talk about it. These There's just so many fucking weirdos here. I don't get it. But it's you just, have to take some, there has to be some measure of acknowledgement that you probably engage with them more than like, I would not engage with them. I would just be like, fuck he off and get out of my here. Shirt. I said, thank you. And then he just was like, talk. And I was like, but yeah, after right, at the, right. the second comment, you can be a dick. You and I, I don't think there's anything wrong. Guys, with it. I want to make a promise right now. So let's put all our fingers in the middle. <laughs> okay. Once again, I we are not live in person together. Weirdos anymore. <laughs> yeah. There it is. Okay. That's a but promise. like at the blackjack promise. table, you're a funny guy. And you have fun at the blackjack table. I'm trying. Funny, people, funny. Uh, you know, yeah, people mag, you know, gravitate towards our table because usually Russell's kicking ass, taking names. So they just want to see the show. How, how does this guy do it over here? Yeah, really. You know, but we do. We, I mean, how many random people came up and talked to us yesterday? Some oh, jackasses. Well, well from Rob Kansas was City. wearing his fat guy shirt, the, the shirt, right? The fat guy shirt. Yeah. Isn't that what we called it now? I don't know. Is that the hard daddy shirt? The hard anymore? daddy shirt? No, it's still the hard daddy shirt. Oh, it's, it's still not, the hard it's daddy. It's not the perfect fat guy shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I still, I also, yeah, I'm, a little, I'm still a little bit upset. And I said this to you, Rob, last night that this guy thinks you and he are the same and you're not the same. You're no. a national champion. He is not it's a national true. champion. It's yeah. true. I could have piled drive that guy into dust, yes. which is what I should have done. Maybe if he was wearing was a gi, though, he could be a blue belt. He might have there, but choked you out with your own gi. 
Yeah, well, that, that, that's exactly what would happen. Be like, hey, I've taken three classes of jujitsu. Time to get into a fight. And that, <laughs> now this guy annoy me. He would probably like also like do something serious, like rip my ear off. And everybody would mm-hmm. be like, how'd you lose your ear? It'd be like, well, I was talking to this what guy. What happens in Vegas, in Vegas stays in yeah, Vegas. He said I was wearing a great fat guy shirt and I lost my mind because <laughs> it had happened the night before and I was bugged by it. Oh, just for the record, I do not recall talking to this person or seeing this person at all. <laughs> you're so fucking, you're so you're, fucking You're fortunate. Funny. You were lucky. And Russ was my chaperone home. Yeah, he yes. was. <laughs> Joe, Joe's over in the back there. How, how was I the chaperone I for anyone that. last night? Because we were trying to get shawarma ordered and you two were You the, two didn't want shawarma. Yeah, you didn't want shawarma, yeah. so that meant you were on your own to get <laughs> It's It's so wild to me what you guys were up to. Give me you left time. us alone last night? You, you well, it took, Rob took off. You went yeah, chasing after you him. Really, him. Yeah. We well, so was a good friend. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Well, but then at some yeah. point you stopped to play blackjack, <laughs> <laughs> and I came back, and all I remember saying is, "I don't think this is a good idea." And you're like, no, 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 no. Like, "Okay, well, I'll see you later." I texted everybody. I go, guys, I couldn't save Russ. I have to go to bed. And but Joe was ready. Joe would text it, and it was like, "Does he need a wingman?" And then what? Russell walked in my door, and I was like, "No, he's here. It's all good." I think I promptly lost all my money in about twelve minutes. Well, that certainly doesn't sound like us. That does not sound like I'm us not sure. at all. Okay, I got it back. I, I figured it out. I mean, but you, you can get that eight grand back pretty pretty easily. <laughs> no, remember what he was going to do? He was going to you know gambling. Get, you know gambling losses are write offs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you get up to ten. Yeah. So you're like nine, right? Because it's like anything over ten, you got to report. Yeah. That's yeah. So you can get that nine grand back. Yeah, You'll be all right. It's <laughs> it's a write off. Just write it off. It's not a big deal. I've lost I've lost ten grand a day every day we've been here, according to <laughs> Uncle Sam. All right. Uh, let's get into the. Album. Oh, is this a music podcast? Uh, oh, wait. New soundboard. Where's my album? Oh, there it is. It's time for nobody's favorite. This is fun. I got my old soundboard here, so I got the all these old sounds we haven't heard in a while. Oh, yeah. 100 episodes. <laughs> wait, we've heard that one. Yeah. No, we heard the other version. Of it. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah the, recently. The... All right. So we are talking about Pink Floyd, The Wall from 1979. So here's the deal, right? Uh, this is the 11th album. Uh, but they're on a run right now, right? They have the dark side of the moon, wish you were here animals, and then the wall. And at this point, you know, they're a real big What's rock on band. animals. I don't know that one. I don't know, but I'd have, I'd, I saw a woman with it painted on her back by the pool once. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Rosie, don't ask questions during my points. Okay, please. It makes it so hard to edit that out. Here's the thing. So you know that they're getting to be a huge band because they're like, you know what we should do? You know what people would love? A rock opera. And it's like, guess what? Nobody would like that. Nobody thinks that's a good idea. It, it, it's, it's one of these things where it's like, there's some kick-ass songs on this album. And the rock opera sucks. It, it, it doesn't make any, I, to me, it just doesn't make any sense. I'm like, skip, skip, skip. Oh, here's a good one. Skip, skip, skip. But these bands love to do it. And like Queen, they wanted to do a rock opera. They did fucking fun shit. They didn't do a bunch of echoing voices that makes you think like, oh, about the Blitzkrieg or whatever. Like, <laughs> I just don't really get it. I really tried. I, I went through a, a phase. I think I did like my Beatles phase and then, and then tried the doors a bit. And then I really tried to get into Tommy by the Who yeah. on the subject yeah, yeah, of rock yeah. operas. And it, it's not. It's, it's, it's tough because you just can't, you can't have good songs tell a plot, I don't think. In this this isn't fun. But here's the other thing is that I tried to look up the plot of this to tell you guys on Wikipedia. Got it. Oh, it's fucked. 
it's long <laughs> and it's fucked. And I was like, I'm not going. So I am not going to be covering. I was going to say I'm not covering any plot on this podcast. Am I wrong, Russell? Are you going to cover the plot for? Oh, well, well, we got to jump in on a few of them. Yeah, we'll, we we'll got to get the, some interesting. We got to get the dime tour quick just to yeah. set it up. Oh, no, I've, I've got no. I've got no five to seven words on the plot for each song. And also, I don't like, have a lot. Like so many Pink Floyd albums, the melody repeats at the end of the last song and the beginning of the first song, so you can play it on the yeah. loop constantly, constantly. And the tour for this album was so big and crazy that every show cost the band like hundreds of thousands of dollars. They lost tons of money on the tour. because <laughs> It was just too big and they could not recoup. But it. we've talked about this and I know we got to get into it, but we've talked about this where it seems like these bands who are uber popular, once they finally get up on that hill, yeah. they get bored and they got to try to find some new, new reason to do something new. And clearly, clearly this is some sort of escape for them, right? Like right. we're going to yeah. try something new. We're going to do this animal had a bunch of like 17 minute songs on it. So that was kind of their jam okay. album. Now they're trying to go for some concept thing, right? It's, I think, I mean, if you get rid of, again, it's kind of like all these things you get rid of this, like, Oh, this is lining up with this movie and this song. You know, if, if you just listen to the album, I think it's great, but he kind of started putting all these little yeah. things around it. And you're like, all right, well, you know, it, it was, the album was called pretentious by a lot of, uh, it's, it's, rightfully it's so. very, so yeah. it's funny because you listen to these songs, you're like, how can they call these great songs pretentious? And then you get to the end of the album and you're listening to stuff like this. And you're like, oh, I get why it's called pretentious. Like it's, it's craziness. Uh, so let's get into the first song on the album. We've got In the Flesh. The Flesh. I think this one had another heart beating in the background. It was their heart beating in the background <laughs> I, in, in the, I feel the like every, Pink Floyd album. I think every Pink Floyd song has heart. Wait, I can hear it. Oh, wait, no, that's the heart beating in the that joke should have gotten a bigger laugh. You guys laughed a little we bit. We did our best. Did. I know, but I need it, guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Being in person, we kind of feel like we have to laugh a little bit more. Right. We got to so bring, bring the energy. The whole album tells the story of Pink, a rock star, and it starts with them at a rock Wait, concert. Wait, a rock star named Pink? Uh, yes. Pull a single Pink song, Rob, right now for a pull. Um, uh, Already in the USA. Uh, yep. That's Just a like a one. pill. Just like a pill. Did Matt just yeah. give us a Miley Cyrus Bring song? Sexy back. Yep. I like. Also, uh, not. <laughs> I like. Uh, uh, think of one. Oops! Other song, I did Rob. it again. <laughs> this is just grinding What's people right now. Song? <laughs> I'm telling you, just like a pill is a great song. Just like a pill. It's hard. The song. Oh, we have to talk like the album is hard to talk about song to song. It's like you just have to listen to the whole thing. Everything kind That's of. True. It's a it's a college vibe album. It is. It's just that if somebody walks in the room at the wrong time, they're going to be like, this guy's fucking weird. Yeah, that's a college vibe album for the weirdo on your dad in a spider web. (laughs) The same guy who would play this for a party would also play like Fear Factor and turn out the lights and hold a knife with a neon light on (laughs) in the room. To be fair, you've got a, I mean, you've got a black light and you're smoking you know, your brain's out if you're listening to this. No, this is, I don't know. I don't think I ever listened to this one. We all had a, uh, Teammate and a friend and a room. He passed away. Different one. Named Chris. You guys know Chris. And Chris. You have to leave that out. Oh my God. Why, why did you say it? <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? No, Matt didn't know. know. Matt didn't know. Chris would always have weed. And I was like, oh, that sounds fun to try. And then he was the kind who'd be like, oh, cool. We're going to smoke. And then he's going to like close the door and lock it and like 
barricade you Put in. Put the towel down. Yeah, and then and then you're give there. you like you're there. Yes, then, right? and you're yeah. in, and like turn out the lights and give you some Lipton iced tea, and then he'd be like, "We're gonna listen to this album." Like this was definitely a, a Chris special. And he's like, "Hey, I love your shirt. It's a real yeah. good fat guy shirt." Yeah. So then that put me off of weed for a long time. I was like, "Is this what smoking weed is like?" I'm not gonna. I'm not into this. <laughs> the thin ice. By the way, this song starts with a baby crying. Baby, if you put a baby crying in a song, you should be arrested. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Is this a Ruby Tuesday ripoff? You hear this part? They start. It's not sounding exactly. Oh, yeah, Tuesday, you're right, right, totally. But not as good. I mean, imagine, guys. And this is kind of a, you know, I have a story about this opera too. Imagine that, like, let's just say, imagine you're flying on a plane right now and you're preparing for a podcast but you took an edible <laughs> and you're listening to this on a podcast and there's like people talking and babies crying and hearts beating. And you're like, I'm freaking out. Speaking of edibles, can we talk about your edible handling <laughs> protocols? Yeah. Rob? Yeah. I'm not saying anyone has partaken, but Rob has definitely reached the point where edibles are not going in a Ziploc bag, a container or anything. They are literally just sitting in the pant pocket of his jeans. His jeans pant pocket. And it, at times it might be the back pocket. At times it's the front pack pocket. We're all having pants problems here. Right now. <laughs> That's right. So if, if anyone has consumed one of these over the last few days, it has always had to start out with like a team cleaning of the a edible. Lot of, like a lot of pocket lint. Yeah. And you're like, wait, is this supposed to be part of it? And am I wiping it away or is, or is this not part of it? That would explain why when I walked by the room, I heard some guys doing a podcast and they're like, there are these fucking guys down there cleaning off a gummy. <laughs> bunch of fucking weirdos out here in Vegas. You know that part in Napoleon Dynamite where they're like, He's there in the chick. He's trying to make money, right? So he's doing the chicken thing, and they say, "Okay, yep. time for lunch now, right?" Yep. And they all come up there and they're like, "What are they?" And all they're doing is putting eggs into a thing, and he's turning with his hand. And they're yeah. all like, uh, "Okay, that's kind of what it's like." You're like, well, I guess I'll take this. But all right. Next up, now this song. If you haven't heard it in headphones, you gotta listen to it in headphones. Right, course, is, it, is it coming through my headphones right now? Yeah, it is. Of course, this okay. is a great headphone album. There are times where the music just it slows down, kind of like this, and then it jumps jumps out at you and it, it just grabs you. It must listen to it. They were one of the real Part one, by the way, not the real brick and wall that you think about. It's just a little, right. it's a little teaser for your tip. Put it in tickler file. <laughs> this is for your pleasure pit. This is this is that, that period of time we've talked about. It's sort of the post Sgt. Pepper world where the studio was itself an instrument, right? Yeah. Where they're making studio albums and, and they're going in and doing stuff, panning the sound, all those other things. It's not meant to be a single on the radio. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's meant to be an album, a concept yeah. album. Right. The happiest days, according to Waters, the lyrics. Roger Waters wrote most of this. Um, not Ricky Waters. <laughs> Ricky running Waters. You said Waters Chris could have been any Waters. I mean, I'm trying to this part. Been Muddy Waters. Where they filled in here, I love it. But this is a reflection of his own negative image of school. This album was incredibly anti-teacher. It, I'm just gonna oh say it right no. now. I, I read it was they were tormented by tyrannical abusive teachers. Well, you know what? Sometimes those teachers are pretty tired because they stayed up the night before <laughs> they, they don't have time for anybody's shit. Okay? So fuck off. I mean, maybe they could have been a little more tired and had this set up for us by the time we got up here, but I got lost. I told you guys. I you uh this is another brick of the wall, part two. Okay, another bricker in the waller. Oh. <laughs> another, um, 
But this song is heavily influenced by disco, which I never realized before until you listen to it. Oh, you're right. It's got the, yeah, kind of disco guitar. Which, of course, in, what, 79, it was kind of probably yeah. heyday, but they're like, hey, you got to put some of this in. It's funky. And you don't think the, about it. Wait, this is 79? Yeah. So that's a wild thing to think about, because next week we're going to get into 1999, which is from 82, maybe? This is 1999. What are we doing so many numbers here? I'm just saying, it's wild, because that 1999 also has a lot of this kind of influence. Aaron, yeah. you know what we're not going to be getting into in about eight weeks? The Funkadelic, because we're going to skip it. Ah, God damn it. Next up is a song that some people oh, say. Oh, can we stop, though? I had one interesting thing about that. That song had a chorus of 23 kids, and they were overdubbed 11 times to make it sound like they oh, had more wow. kids in the chorus. So I thought that was interesting. But also, it was the same, the, the guy who directed this, I think it's Bob Ezrin or someone like that, he was into using these kids' choruses. He also oh, used a kids' chorus in Schools Out by Alice... Alice Cooper. Did you know that, Matt? I did not know that, no. Boy, you know what? You would have to be so creative to make the overdub so over and over to make a chorus. Listeners at home, if you think I didn't listen to all the parody songs I found on my old computer on the flight out like a crazy person, you're wrong. You I don't know him very it. well. Uh, some people say this song is way too slow to do a parody song to, and I wish they would have gotten a hold of me earlier. <laughs> Mother. It was a little bit awkward in person Other? when it was the little slower one, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. sir. 1,000%. Yeah. Yeah. This is my favorite song on the album, though. I, I, I like the stripped down. It's very good. Sort of now, at this point, I was going to do a list of the best mom songs, but I don't want to now. I'm just going to tell you right now, it was Danzig. I'm pretty sure oh, Aaron did. did that. My brother did. Yeah. My brother did yeah. songs about did moms. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for now, showing up. Did it end with Stacy's mom? It did not. No, no Stacy's mom. What a loser. No, there was no Stacy's mom. And there was no Danzig in that one either. So, you, I mean, you could do another list about moms. Goodbye. What did you like about it? Just the acoustic part, or what? What was the? Why did it jump out? It's. I, I think it's maybe because it's the one I remember the best because it was on the radio. Because the the line like <laughs> "Mother, do you think they'll try to break, break my balls?" balls. That, That's why, right? Yeah. I. But I think that part where he goes, "Ooh, they build the wall." Like it's just it's it cool. builds and it booms. And what did they do? I didn't hear good. that. Build the wall. Oh, what was the right. first? Build the wall. Oh. Build the wall. Build. <laughs> I, I, I did. That guy in Jersey Jean showed up again. <laughs> I, I did like the line, Mother Will. I thought this was just crushing. Mother Will, she break my heart. Rob, did you ever ask your mom if Jenny would ever break your heart? Well, you know the story, right? No, I don't. I had a girlfriend for four years, also named Jenny, by the way. And high school. Smooth. Hey, 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 that, no, 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 no. that is smooth. It's it, well smooth transition. I, I didn't have to change any of my tattoos. That I <laughs> um, but they now, of course, my family did call the person I married to now Jenny number two for a while. Oh, and so I'd get a phone. They'd say, "Hey, Jenny number two called on the phone." And Jenny goes, "Jenny number two, what the fuck is going on here?" <laughs> so then for a while, people just called her number two, which she didn't like either. She thought that was a disrespect. Better than Uga Junior, though, right? <laughs> well, <yeah>. <laughs> 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 Excuse me, call me Uggo. <laughs> Dr. Junior is my mom. Oh, I'm lost. I'm lost in the sauce, big time. So here's the thing is that, yeah, I did. And I when I, I met my wife and that week we had been dating for four years. I met my wife and I had a chance to go on a date with her. I dumped this girl of dating for four years, not even thinking twice. Well, I, I would have I would have gone on the date first and then made a decision yeah. about dumping. Well, today, let's not, could she have like could, could she have like played both sides for a little while just yeah, to see? You I mean, what if, could have got a burrito from well, both that was yeah. the problem with the first game? girlfriend. She wasn't playing both sides. So I was like, 
that makes sense if you think about it. Um, but so, yeah. Are you so talking about getting I, your leg I told up my earlier? mom, yeah. I told my mom like, Hey, I, I, <laughs> what am I going to do? Like I, I, I'm, I got to break up with this person. I, I have a school. I don't know if she's going to date me, but I, I, she's gorgeous. And I think she's great and blah, blah, blah. And my mom's like, you know, sometimes breaking up is hard to do, <laughs> but you have to do it. Hardest and thing to do was to get the person off the bus, right? I, I later remembered that my mom absolutely hated my first girlfriend. So that was a very <laughs> easy thing for her to say. <laughs> oh, that's good. We've yeah. heard a bit about that sort of psychological warfare uh, oh. with your sibling. Next up, Goodbye Blue Sky. Now here, we kind of have the theme of it. It's about the, like, the blitz. And you, you think about it, these guys were probably... Oh. Alive during World War II, right? Yeah. And, and when they said it was War about the Blitz, I thought this yeah. song was about Ray Lewis. <laughs> Ray Lewis. Not Urlacher. No, Ray I'm Lewis, like, the guy who's a jersey Ryan's wearing right now. Uh, always. <laughs> hey, Rob, can you play that again, though? I heard something. I want to hear if you heard the same thing here. I heard Metallica fade to black at the beginning of that dun 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 Yeah, well, right, obviously, those guys would have listened to this album, right? Play it again, start again. How many copies did this thing sell? I'm sure it just, like... it's. I believe that's the biggest-selling double album of all time. Yeah, okay. I think it's right behind the... 30 million. One more time, I also hear Hysteria by Def Leppard. Yes! Yeah. Yeah. There's something else in there too. I'm not sure. Eiffel <laughs> 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 65 was it? Just faint. Yeah, just kind of right there. Oh, Russ keeps looking at his notes, so I think he's going to talk. No, I think it's like another. It sounds like a Ruby Tuesday again. If you get into that one, it's that same vibe we heard heard at the beginning. Empty spaces. The songs. I just wrote it sucks. But his, <laughs> he and his wife are having a uh, empty relationship because of physical distance. Okay, maybe one is in Las Vegas and one is in New York. And they're they're singing about how he's constructing an emotional wall. Talk about a heavy-handed metaphor. I mean, this is if it's a boxer. There's layers to this shit. Yeah, no, there's not. It's so funny to me. You guys know what happens if you play that song backwards, right? What's that? I believe there's a hidden message. Didn't wasn't there always uh, allegedly hidden messages yeah. with Led Zeppelin? I think there right. were hidden messages with uh, the Beatles. Paul's dead with yeah. Pink Floyd as well. But if you play this backwards, you can hear "Congratulations, you have just discovered this secret message." Please send your answer to Old Pink, care of the Funny Farm. <laughs> if you listen to it backwards, you can hear that. That's a that's secret cool. message. They spent all that time cool. doing that. That's like, like that's like on uh, what's that Christmas the Christmas movie? story yeah. with Please Drink More Oval Team. Yeah, and he's so pissed. At, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I had a turntable once in a while. That I had a turntable once that would occasionally spin backwards on its own. It didn't have a backwards setting at all. Oh, I would, I would sell that immediately. Yeah. I, I couldn't have that. In <laughs> it my was house. wild. It was like a ghost. Here's the, well, you know who else got a reverse message once. Oh, my sweet Satan. Uh, oh, oh, my sweet Satan. We're closer to Magic Mike right now than we've ever been. <laughs> hey, guys, I have a little surprise for you. Mike, come on. Hey, Mike, how are you? He wants to touch fingers right away he and he complimented my shirt. That's so he weird. He did it. He made it. <laughs> nice fat guy shirt. What if that guy had the thing is Magic Mike? Oh, my God. That'd be a disaster, wouldn't it? Jersey Gene is Magic Mike. He's. I mean, what, what is I'm funny? Born is Finkel. Finkel is For I'm all of our born. listeners, they're like, Magic Mike. 
69 is a real guy. He does yeah. live out here on the West Coast. No, he, he's a real guy. He's a great guy. And he calls in all the time and sends stuff. But yeah. he is a real person. But he's like, was he the first person to like call in and correct well, he, us? Or he was left that yeah, yeah, iTunes he review. Oh, yeah, that's I got was, mad and yelled at him. And then yeah. he apologized and then changed it. Yeah. <laughs> he called himself for being factually incorrect, if, I believe. If anything, he's the one that made me think being mean to fans is cool. So actually, it's kind of his fault. Yeah. Blame him. Yeah. Young Lust. Oh. Banger. I know. I like this one. Yeah, I I dig this one. The lyrics are about a rock and roll refugee seeking casual sex to relieve the tedium of of touring. Even the teed. It's like, yeah, why don't you just say it's about a rock star? Like, what's the the, the, the the extra? Uh, One of my turns. I forgot this is a double album. Is this song a joke? Is this an Emperor's New Clothes situation where they make it and they go, hey, that's a really good song? And they're like, no, it's not, you idiot. This is an on-purpose dumb song. Well, probably, but it, sound, like, it sounds like a real song. Like It sounds like they decided, like, we're going to write a pop song that sounds fun. And they didn't do it that often, so you're like, oh, it's kind of cool. Oh, I, this song is terrible. <laughs> Which one is this? One of my turns? or not? Yeah, one of my turns. I, I was reading this one's about he brings this lady back and she he scares her out of the room because of his rage. Rob, have you ever scared a lady out of the room where they've had to run out when they saw something on that hangs off you or anything like that oh, or not? I, Russell, again, I can tell you're not married. If, if the lights are on. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'd leave the lights on. Oh, one of us is going to get out of bed. I have found uh, on this album that we're, I mean, we're using the, the ends of the sheet to, to mop up. Like, I'm not even bringing it. The Gatorade's right by the bed. It's right there. I found it. it I, I didn't notice this until I was started to go through Wikipedia that every time that uh, David Gilmore is credited as a writer, mm-hmm. it's a great song. Yeah, well, yeah. Roger Waters, yeah, totally. when it's just Roger Waters songs, sometimes they have some swings and misses. So I think it's a good. I think that's a good you know, take. So, so I, it, it, who was who was Pink Floyd? You know what happened? All this stuff. But I have found that anytime that uh, David Gilmore is credit with writing that those are the good songs that I like. This is the one where you realize why maybe people thought it was pretentious. Don't leave me now. It's Roger Waters. He thinks of his wife and he feels trapped. What an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) This sounds like a scream therapy kind of situation. Moving on. Uh, This song, maybe you've heard it before. Uh, Another brick in the wall. Which part? Uh, Part two. Another burger in the waller. Or part three. This will be part three. Back yeah. to the future. <laughs> this, and this is just Waters without Gilmore. But Gilmore was on part two that everybody knows. What's the best part three movie ever? Is it Rocky three or what's the best third version of no, something three. ever? Rocky three is fun, but he, I mean, he literally wrestles Thunderlips in it. Like it's. And that's a hard one. It's like Ocean's 13? No. Maybe. 13? Turn of the Jedi is no good. Godfather three, no good. Well, they did. Fast and the Furious Three. Which one's fat? That, that's well, got, I don't that's know. Gotta be up I don't know. They're all good. Yeah, they're all good. So that's got to be a good choice. I think didn't didn't Police Academy go to Miami? The third one. No, I don't, that's I don't remember. I, I know it's fine. <laughs> all right. Uh, Police Academy movies. I bet. You know what? I bet they hold up if we watch them again. I bet not. I bet it's not appropriate, inappropriate at all. Goodbye, cruel world. I just wrote oof. That weird guy last night that you talked to sounds like he had a little Tackleberry in him. Was that God. that guy's name, Tackleberry? The, the guns? Yeah, wasn't that the guy Tackleberry in the Police Academy movies? Yeah. Yeah. Why, that guy with all the guns? Why was that? Like a big goof. <laughs> <laughs> 
I thought he was. I thought when he came to you, he was like, "This is a helicopter." <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not tackle. I think that's Winslow. Uh, now we're getting to the second album. Hey, you. Hits are hits for a reason. I'm just gonna say it right now. The next two, the next two are hits, and they both have Gilmore as a writer. Legit. You're right, man. You're totally right. Because that's the thing. Is right when you think this album is getting weird out there, you hear this and you're like, this is so good. Good song. I I can't really get down with how slow a lot of the tempos are in this album, but we've talked about that. A lot of the songs have the, like half, minute and a half lead-ins too that get a drag a little bit, right? So, yeah. I, I like. You know, I personally I like those. Uh, yeah. You know, I like the long, drawn-out songs and twists and turns and ups and downs, and that kind of comes back to one thing at the end. You know, so it to me, I I I like these songs. It's hard to say, oh, I'm going to go out and listen, you know, listen to this. But having it on in the background, we always ask, you know, where do you listen to this album? Right. And it, it, you can't sit in your basement and smoke doobies and listen to this whole thing, right? So it's got to me, it's got to be background type music okay. and maybe. I was off. thinking that they had in mind that you you mentioned it, one of you guys mentioned Days of Confused today. I feel so much that this album was made for that final scene of Days of Confused for a kid yep. who was. Yep. Putting their headphones on, yeah. plug them into the turntable, and lying on their their bed. They I were think, only making an album for someone who's going to listen to the whole thing. So I mean, I, yeah. maybe background music would be better, but I feel like they thought someone needed to right. be immersed in this. I think too, it's partially Russell's thing, where it's like he he wants hits, and this mm-hmm. album has the hits. And when the song aren't the hits, you're just kind of like, oh, I don't know. Next, uh, is there anybody out there? Not the good be one. No more. No, this is not the good one. This is the one I just wrote WTF next to it. It's like some. I should have listened to this album. Man. This is one about locking himself in his hotel room. <laughs> I am late. <laughs> I'm late. Next. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> this is Gilmore's favorite song to sing. Uh, Nobody Home. I got second sight. About how they were lonely on tour. Boo-hoo, they just had a song about tour. having sex with people on tour. Oh, I'm so lonely. Oh, I can't Jesus. Have sex with somebody new if only night. I knew this is what the job was going to entail. Yeah, I can't believe being a rock star. I should have given them Jasmine's ticket for $69 over here. <laughs> it's I like, don't even know what she does. It's like teachers who <laughs> complain about how much money they make. You knew what the what the salary was? <laughs> it's published in the newspaper. Aaron going hard after <laughs> teachers. Vera. <laughs> I'm just trying to be on, on theme with the album. This is an interesting song. I think I love it. I think I love it, but it's so strange. You guys like it or not? Skip. Ass? I, it's okay. But again, this is, I, I went to 30 seconds in, and the first 24 seconds are like a hum, like a low hum. It's so strange. Uh, next up, we've got Bring the Boys Back or something. It's too long. Back. <laughs> I see. I like this. I like. I like the sort of anthemic kind of crescendo. Moments. It's building to it's something. Sort of giant. This feels like what British, like a British rock album, has to have something like this on it. it feels very meatloafish. Yes. Meatloafish. Yes. Meatloafish. That's one of the greatest fish. Band. We're gonna get a shirt that says "Beck did it better" on the front and "Meatloafish" on the back. Uh Next up, we've got "Comfortably Numb" banger. I think this song might be about drugs. Okay. Read the lyric. It's, it's possible. Yeah. Brody's finding him non-responsive and then injecting with ju- drugs so that he can perform at the concert. That's what it's about. Heavy. I wonder whether there's anything that can help you play blackjack late at night. Something to think about. Oh, that's why he's going to feel the little prick. I get it. Oh, I thought that was something. Yeah. <laughs> the show must go on. And it must. But we're here. 
I like the floating quality of this one. Kind of it comfortably now. Gilmore. Show must go on. I Gilmore. think they had. We've talked to famous backing vocals before. I think they had one of the Beach Boys doing the backing vocals on that one. They actually wanted all the Beach Boys to do them, and they couldn't get them. So they had is it Bruce Johnson, Just one of the Beach Boy. Boy. They had one Beach Boy doing the backing vocals. Was it Uncle Jesse? Was he there? Because <laughs> you know he played drums for the Beach Boys forever. He toured with them. <laughs> And that's why in the background you heard him go, whoa. No, wait, that was Joey. That's different. Right? Cut it out. Cut it out. Cut this. It out. I don't, did Uncle Jesse have a catchphrase? I don't think he did, did he? His, have mercy. Have, oh, have mercy. mercy. Okay, wait, let's make it out of here. Little mama. I heard in the background, have mercy. By the way, Uncle Jesse's <laughs> wife on that show was so yeah, hot. She was. It's so good decade. at getting her kids into school. So well. good. She loved getting her kids into college. <laughs> yes. oh, okay. well, I'll, I'll say, when uh, the Super Bowl was in Minneapolis, um, was it 2018? Sounds about right. Something like that. 16, 18. Actually, correct. Yeah, something like that. Well, yeah, we don't want Magic Mike calling in. But happened to get you know it's like the everybody's in town. You can't get a reservation anywhere. We we ended up getting the reservation for four to uh, Spoon and Stable at 10:30 at night, and we had one of our esteemed listeners had heard that the cast of This Is Us was going to be there. She's like, we should go. And I'm like, oh, how are we going to get a you know, how are we going to get a reservation at this time? You know, it was like the day of and happened to find a reservation. So we saw the cast of this is us saw Julian Edelman just hammered off his ass. But then as we were sitting at her table, all of a sudden, um, DJ, I don't remember her real name. DJ comes walking by with Candace Cameron, Candace Cameron, Candace Cameron. With her husband, and then Aunt Becky oh, came walking Burry. by. She's going to become Pavel Burry, right? Yeah, to Burry. Yeah. But then Aunt Becky came by. It is stunning to see people like that, and like shocking when you see it, and it's like. Hi, and then the person we were with, like, Holly, how are you? And then she's like, Oh, good, how are you? You know, so it was, it was fun, but the, it, it's weird to see people like that when they just show up. But yeah, I stars, you should have gone up and said to him, Have mercy, have mercy. I sure no way has ever said never, that, never, ever, ever said that, and been like, Hey, is Bob Saget here? Uh, all <laughs> right, the show must go on. Too soon, too soon. Hit this one already, but if you want to do it again, it's okay. In the flesh. This is where it gets weird. Like he's preaching. He's, it's I don't know if it's a neo-Nazi theme or whatever. The end of this album gets too weird for me. Yes, but a little on the long side, also. Yeah. Oh, but I will say this one is going in my top five guitar intros of all time, Aaron. You this know, one. This it's one going in that U2 song. David okay. Gilmore, run like hell. It's so good. Okay, I like, so what, many, I like what he's doing there. Yeah, so many bands started using this technique, right. including you can hear like U2. Yeah. What's this guitarist name? Uh, Mike. Oh God, what was <laughs> I was going to remember this, so I never had to call him the fucking edge again. But So good. Did you guys know, you, you know the band I've been into the most recently is Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. <laughs> so, of course, there's got to be a connection with Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem with Pink Floyd. Of course. So the interesting thing is if you ever go watch the extended cut of the Muppets Wizard of Oz, there's a reference to Pink Floyd and their association with the Wizard of Oz where you match yeah. up the timing like we did for Dark Side right, of the yeah, Moon. Third yeah. uh, but there's actually a deleted scene where Toto in the movie breaks the fourth wall and looks right at the viewer and tells him to start Dark Side of the Moon right now. Wow. So I thought I couldn't find it because I don't have wow. the de you know deleted scenes or the DVD with the extended version. But yeah. another thing that's really interesting, Dr. Teeth, one of the band members, is named 
Floyd Pepper. He's the does backup vocals and he does the bass music. And so he's got a pink body and he's long orange hair. You'd probably recognize yeah. Again, him if you watched him. We're talking about the Muppets band, by the way. Once, once, yes, once again, we're this about. is where we're at. But his he was actually named after an influence of Sgt. Pepper and Pink Floyd. So I thought that was cool that my favorite band, Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem, the bass player, <laughs> was band. influenced by Pink Floyd. There you go. So Great fun. connection. Waiting for the worms. That's some Beach Boys-esque harmony there. Yeah, I, I, it's again, it's... The thing just goes on so damn long, right? So now I have what I call my oof trilogy. Where I oh. just wrote oof three times in a row for <laughs> okay. these next three songs. Stop. I wish. I want to go home. I mean, come on, guys. Guys, we have some self-respect, right? <laughs> the trial. I mean, when he's writing and recording this, do you think everybody in the booth is just like, thumbs up, sounding good, I love it. This just feels a little theatrical. Yeah. Over Outside the Wall, last song. Okay, I, that's it. Okay, listen. <laughs> listen. Nobody's got any that's, it. that's us talking about Pink Floyd the Wall. Let's get into our rating system. <laughs> I've got a special treat for you guys tonight. Oh, I love it. The patented and very popular Beck Did It Better rating system. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Listen, we know we are in Vegas. Okay. We we can hear it. I mean, just I'll open the door of the hotel room real quick. You can tell we're in Vegas just from that. So my treat to everybody's, I'm just gonna say this. Is this album rolling well toned, rolling boned, or rolling grown? Where does it belong on the list? Matt, what do you think? I think it's rolling well toned. Uh again, the album itself drags on and it's a little pretentious, but the David Gilmore songs are unbelievably influential. So we get to this thing all the time where it's, does it good songs or is it a good album? I think as an album, what are we at? 127 here? 129. 129. Cripes. Getting up there. You know, at 129, I think this album is great. They've got just some iconic, iconic songs and a number of them, right? But the whole album is itself, it drags on. So I'll say it's rolling, well-toned. Aaron, what do you think? Rolling, well-toned, rolling boned, or rolling grown? I might just personally be out on this kind of music. It's just, it's not really my thing. And I, I do my best to appreciate the good parts for what they are. I think there's some great moments, but uh, overall just too overstuffed and uh, I got to give it a rolling groan. Sounded like me earlier before I, I came here. Overstuffed. <laughs> I got rid of some of that stuff. Russ, what do you think? Rolling, well-toned, rolling bone or rolling groan? And Matt talked about the Gilmore hits. Some of the hits on this are fantastic. It's a little bit long. And for me, there's too many times where you've just got strange atmospheric noise for a minute and a half. The one thing I do like is it feels like it's a concept album, so it's different than some of the ones we've listened to recent where it's, hey, just a collection of songs. There's clearly, um, there, it's more involved. It's 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 telling a story, which I think a lot of the albums we've listened to, it don't really do that. So I do like that, but for me, I don't think I'll come back and listen over and over. So I'm going to say a slight rolling groan, but it's probably where it should be just because of the influence. And it's got a cool cover. It's got like, like it's got an epic cover to an album too. Like that stuff matters, so. Unfortunately, you guys are in wrong. Front. No, come on. Okay. This ro- this album gets a rolling change in elevation. Elevation. Oh, this, thing is, this thing, this album is so high at the highs, <laughs> the goods are so high, and the lows are subterranean. They're yes. incredibly, Love incredibly it. low. Now listen, next up. Okay. Don't worry. 
we won't hurt, hurt you. you. We, we just only want, want to, you to. Um, I'm just trying the to, things for the podcast. I was trying to double your voice. Okay. Well, I was like going to put a robot album. on this later. Is going to okay? Good. Do it. Okay, do no, 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 you no, do no, it. no, 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 no. Next up, no, do it. There it is. Good. Next up. Don't worry. We won't hurt you. We only want to talk to Russ. I'm going to put that in a robot voice. It's going to sound awesome. We've got 1999 by Prince. When you want to hear about the greatest albums of all time. Special guest. The crew, we got our full production crew back there. If you want to hear from guys who chat and then they get off track. I've got the perfect podcast for you, Jack. Beck did it better. Russ, I want to say thanks for letting us record in your room tonight, but why are there so many dental dams on the floor? <laughs> Wait, is that what a dental dam sounds like? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I